You're listening to a BGE podcast. Welcome to an episode of Cut Straight. This is our first episode of the Cut Straight Weekend Workshop Edition here on the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I hope you guys will like what we're trying to do here on this particular channel uh, of the Blind Grilling Experience, kind of switching it up, adding some more content. I hope you'll find it interesting and helpful. Let us know what you think about some of this stuff. Email us at blindgrilling at gmail.com. That's blindgrilling at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, and of course, we're looking forward to this edition of Cut Straight right here on the Blind Grilling Experience. All right, folks, let's kind of lay out what you can expect, at least what my intentions are when it comes to this particular uh, series of of shows or episodes. Every Friday, the weekend edition, weekend workshop, we're calling it Cut Straight. And I I want to talk about my experience in the workshop. Of course, uh, a few weeks back, on our regular episodes on Mondays of the Blind Grilling Experience, we talked about tape measures, talking tape measures, as well as uh, the uh, click rule. And got some feedback on that. There are some folks who went out and got the click rule and just absolutely love it. There's some folks who already had some of the talking tape measures, including the Tape King, which we recommended, and um, they you know absolutely love theirs. One guy... Uh, Kevin over in Indiana who listens, he he talked about uh, he had to get a second one. He actually was able to get his uh, pretty clogged up. I guess he uh, working on some chicken coops and got uh, things a little messed up. But um, you know he he thinks he he knows what happened, why it happened, and um, his fault more than the machine's fault. So he got a new one and and he's put it and abused it and and is loving it. He he's right. It, it is a beast of a talking tape measure. No doubt about it. And so uh, if you want to hear more about that, you can go back uh, a few weeks on the Blind Grilling Experience here on the podcast, and you can find that episode talking about talking tape measures. And so I'd recommend you do that. But what I thought I would do today for the first uh, episode is talk about how I got into woodworking and how long I've been doing it, because it has not been very long, not at all. In fact, just over a year now. Uh, since I started getting into work woodworking, I am 48 right now, and um, I'm telling you, I, I I mean I've done some things woodworking, but um, uh, until this past year, I, I mean not it's it's been piddly stuff, you know, just working around the house, um, not really doing much at all. Uh, but to kind of give you a little bit more history, a little bit of background, of course, as many of you know, especially if you're listening to our Wednesday uh, episode, episodes of my story, uh, you're going to find out that uh, you know I started losing my sight early. And so by the time I got to high school, they were not wanting me to take any type of shop classes. And, and I get it. I was at a public school. 
and they didn't have all the technology of like the the saw stop table saws or anything like that today. And and I can remember there are some uh, folks that I know, some uh, you know kids that I was friends with, who had all kinds of accidents in the shop. And so, I, I mean, I get it. I understand. I mean, there was a, a young girl that uh, had. Uh, not extremely long hair, but I remember her hair getting caught in a lathe and and pulling out the side of uh, you know the hair out of the side of her head and and just it, it was just it was bad. It was a really bad accident that took place while she was working on the lathe. And, and so, you know these are these were sighted kids with sighted instructors instructors. And so I understood why they didn't want someone who was visually impaired, uh, you know, with the liability, you know, at the time. Um, no problem. And I, I still get that today if you don't have someone who, who kind of understands. So uh, my brother was heavy into it. My brother, made, you know, he won a lot of ribbons and medals and, and all that from going to different shop competitions. And, you know, he built, you know, cabinets and a waterbed and a china cabinet. And, I, and he was he was just really good at woodworking. And the extent of my experience with woodworking was, as far as power tools, you know, maybe a skill saw, a uh, reciprocal saw, uh, reciprocating saw, I guess, or jigsaw, and a uh, and a drill. Other than that, it was all just hand tools. Um, you know, maybe a few air tools here and there, but um, you know, and you do, but mainly wrenches. You know, working on cars more than anything else, but. You know, on the farm, we would work with fence posts. We would mend fences. Um, you know, I, I was very much acquainted with a post hole digger. So, uh, you know, so working with fences and things like that, I knew we built rabbit traps. But again, you know, hand saws, drills, um, you know, and and uh, maybe a skill saw or something. That that was pretty much the extent of all of my woodworking uh, that you know, that I did and, and was familiar with. Well, you know, I graduated high school in 1992. Fast forward now to 2021. All right, so we're, we're talking several years have gone by. And in April of 2021, my son Jake came and uh, he was talking about he's going to start making duck calls. And he was explaining what all was involved in this and, you know, needing pretty much a, a lathe. And then you can buy the acrylics in these tubes and you can shape them and you, you do what you need to do to make these duck calls. And it, it sounded pretty easy and it sounded like something that uh, I actually thought maybe I could do and, and talk to him about it. And he said, you probably could. So I started looking into uh, lathes and woodworking and there's a friend of ours who has a cabinet shop and and uh, does a lot with woodworking up north of us. And I told him what I was interested in doing. And and he said, hey, I've got a lathe here at the shop that I'm not using. And it was a Shopsmith, uh, I think it was a 5, Shopsmith 5. And he said, I'll bring it over to you and let you play around with it. And, and I'll tell you, that's one of the cool things about the folks I surround myself with. Even though I'm blind... Um, you know, they, they don't look at it as like, oh, well, he'll never do that. They may be like, I don't know how he's going to do it, but hey, if he wants to do it, we'll, we'll help him out and do what we can to, you know, help him get it done. And which is awesome. And so Myron what, just brought me this shopsmith and set it up in the garage and, and brought some blanks uh, for turning 
you know, that I could make either rolling pins or table legs or whatever I wanted, you know, whatever I want to do, just practice with. He brought me that stuff and some tools for turning. Well, in the meantime, my wife had a friend who was going through some difficult times and he loved making pins, ink pins, and he would turn ink pins on a small mini lathe. Well, uh, he, my wife was talking to him about what I was doing and wanting to get into, and he's like, you know, that, that's an awful big lathe. And he was right. It was pretty intimidating for me because I'd never been around one. Uh, the closest I had been to a lathe was probably watching Home Improvement <laughs> on television. So that's, uh, if that tells you anything. So, um, so uh, he said, you know what? I, I've got this mini lathe and I'm, I'm, I need to sell it. And it was a Nova Comet 2 mini lathe, variable speed. And he used it for pin making, but it would be perfect for doing the duck calls. And he was right. I, so I ended up buying that from him um, so that Myron could get his shopsmith back. And, I, you know, this little benchtop unit, it, it was small, compact. It was something that I could control the speed, get used to it, turn it down, have it turn real slow. And I could really feel around on it and and not be so intimidated by it. And so that's what I started with was this Nova Comet 2 mini lathe variable speed and um, and some of the tools that Myron had brought me. And, uh, and of course, when I bought this from the guy, uh, he had some carbon tip uh, turning tools as well. And so I ordered some blanks when it came to the uh, acrylics. And um, I did need to get a drill press. And then, of course, I found out uh, in the box of stuff for this uh, for this uh, mini lathe that he actually had uh, a uh, a deal set up to where uh, you could use it as a drill press. And so that worked out well, too. So I was able to drill out the holes and turn uh, the acrylic or even wood if I wanted to do some wood uh, duck calls uh, with it. And so that's really how I got my start. And uh um, since then, oh man, the projects, the, you know, I, I, things have just taken off. Um, I, I've gotten into a lot more things. My shop has grown exponentially. Oh, uh, my wife complains because apparently my hobbies get very expensive from the grills to the woodworking to, I mean, even the podcasting, I mean, it's, you know, you know, um, that's what happens. It, <laughs> as we've said on other podcasts, especially with my kids and I think even with my wife, the difference between men and boys is the price of their toys. And that has certainly been true uh, with me. And so uh, so that's how I got started. We, you know, started building uh, up the shop, you know, getting a workbench. And uh, I started making several duck calls. And uh, it, it's it's been awesome. My son is a big duck hunter. Some other folks that we know are duck hunters, and uh, they've been using the calls and uh, killing some ducks. And it, it's uh, it, that was that was really satisfying. I mean, it it was it was awesome because after I would get one done, uh, learning the sanding process, learning uh, the you know the difference between wet sanding and dry sanding. Uh, when to reverse the uh, the lathe and, and spin you know in in a reverse way rather than forward, 
I mean, just all kinds of things, you know. I mean, YouTube was great for some things, but the problem with YouTube, for those who are blind or visually impaired, uh, is they, you know, talk about, now, if you look here, if you see here, if, you know, and and, uh, and so this is what we're doing, and then they do it, and they don't really walk you through or explain it very well. And and that's not the intent of this episode, but in future episodes, that's what I kind of hope to do is walk through some of the things that I do, hopefully enough that those who are blind or visually impaired that are interested in something like this uh, will get a better idea of what it is I'm doing and how it is I'm doing it. And, uh, you know, and, and maybe encourage folks to be able to do uh, some of these things that they might want to do. One of the YouTube videos I found was actually a visually impaired guy over in the UK, I believe, uh, but um, he is blind. In fact, I think it's the blind woodturner, and uh, you know he makes bowls and and different things. He works on a lathe, and and it's awesome. I mean, he's he does an amazing job, and that really helped me too with some confidence and understanding. You know. Uh, how you know being able to do this how to you know he explained a little bit on how to hold some of the tools um and and that was very helpful and then of course some of the guys around me who found out I was doing this um uh, you know talked to me about the difference between when you're using a carbide tip tool rather than a high speed steel tool and the differences of how you would hold each of those and so uh so there were some things that you know, folks were very kind to explain and help me out and really show me some of those tips and tricks and which were very helpful. And I'll hope to pass those along as well. But certainly it's one of those things that uh, a lot of folks have an interest, but they uh, are intimidated. They're scared. And I get it. There's still some tools that I'm using right now, and I'll tell you right now, the router is probably one of the most intimidating things for me, um, but but I use it. I use it a lot, and the more I use it, the more comfortable I get with it, but certainly have the respect to be in, and I'm careful around it, um, you know, And but I think it's even more intimidating than the table saw. Of course, with the table saw, you know, you, um, you've got the items like the, the saw stop, which have very uh, safety features that if your finger or skin touches it, the blade stops and it, you know, maybe a little scratch. You can, you can listen to videos on that. Man, that thing is amazing. And so, um, you know, it's, it, it, it is a backup, you know, for just common sense and, and regular safety features. But uh, it can be intimidating. There's no doubt about it. It can be intimidating. And so... Um, that that's something you want to watch out for, for sure. But uh, I, I did find that, you know, there are companies and, and places that do classes for uh, blind and visually impaired individuals uh, who want to woodwork. I, I think it's, it was up in Minnesota, but I, I did a search for blind woodworking and, and um, I think it came up through Rockler's website and they had a video and an article about somebody who teaches classes for the blind and visually impaired uh, on how to, uh, you know, uh, do woodworking, build furniture and, and various things. And, uh, and so that, that gave me some confidence. That's where I actually learned about the click rule. And so that's, uh, you know, there, there is information out there, even though it is limited. And so because it is so limited, I thought what I would do is try to put out on Fridays, a cut straight episode, uh, weekend workshop edition of the Blind Grilling Experience. 
talking about woodworking and uh, and getting into that. So if that's something you're excited about, you got certain questions about that kind of thing, shoot me an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to get your take uh, on woodworking. If you guys are into it, if you do it, uh, you know, we had John Grimes on uh, our Monday ep- episode a while back who will be on some more, but He's into woodworking. We've got uh, an, a visually impaired guy, Kevin, out in Indiana. Uh, he's got a saw stop and and some other tools he's using, uh, you know, and, and out loves woodworking and makes uh, Lincoln logs and things like that. So, I mean, they're, you know, we're doing it. Think, folks are getting it done, no doubt about it. And uh, uh, I hope this can help encourage others that might have an interest but didn't know how to get started or what to do first. And so that's something hopefully we can talk about and get into as time goes on. Folks, thanks for listening. Again, shoot me an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. And remember, cut straight.